Wow, that really just happened. We're gonna break that video down, give you our perspective of what we think happened in this video. But before that, this is the Shots Fired Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Kyle Schoberg. To my right, we got Mark Redlich. Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time watching the show, we are two law enforcement professionals giving you an unbiased opinion on body cam breakdowns and a law enforcement podcast for everyone. Hey, uh, if you, I don't know if you could see my breath, but I could see your breath a little bit. Dude. That's because it's 54 degrees in our studio right now. So what you can't see on the other side of this camera is we are absolutely freezing right now. We're bearing it out. We got our polos on. But yes, it's freaking cold in here. And Mark, you sound a little nasally. You were out the last couple of days, called in sick. Are you still sick, dude? I don't think I was ever sick. I just was You said you were. You said you well, were sick and you couldn't come to the studio the other day and record because you weren't feeling well. Well, yeah, because I wasn't feeling well. And I was like, hey, Kyle, I don't want to come to the studio if I'm not feeling well. I don't want to get you sick. And this is this is Kyle's response. Oh, I don't care. I'll sit right next to you. I'm like, all right, let's go Sunday. I don't care. Yeah, I hey, feel good, though. Thanks. So uh, last, I don't know if you guys watched the last episode, but we were talking about like Mark brought me in chow mein from Pan Express. <laughs> it was absolutely disgusting. It was dry. Didn't even give me sauce. So this morning I got my own food on the way here. Uh, well, it's not even food what you got. You, That's well, disgusting. You, oh yeah, did you know what I got? Oh, I brought it in here. Well, I saw it in a bag, and I, I was disappointed as soon as I saw it in the bag. Freaking Mickey D's, baby. Yeah, terrible. Gosh, who doesn't love... Uh, at look, least at least you didn't go through the drive-thru in a marked car. I appreciate that. No, I well, I, you know I still do that, but yeah, um, I don't even drive a marked car anymore. Ridiculous. Um, however, what do you think about the McDonald's fish filet? Well... In comparison of all the fish fillets that's ever possible, that is the best. They are pretty yeah. good. Huh? McDonald's does have a champion, number one award winning in my book. Sandwich. Fish fillet, yeah, fish fillet. There's yeah. no other fish sandwich out there. That's God, that it good. sounds disgusting too. Like eating fish from McDonald's just sounds gross to me, but it is pretty good. But oh, that's yeah. actually not what I got today. I did only get McDonald's fries. McDonald's, I think, probably has, I think, the best fries, dude. What do you think so or no? I'm going Chick Fil A. They're Chris Cut. They're, they're those actual are Christmas. Yeah, That's those, those are good. bougie though, like Chick-fil-A. Oh yeah. yeah. No, it's faster drive-through. It's better. It's quality food. Yeah. I like that. I do. I just, I don't, you're right. I don't look at Chick-fil-A though, like a drive-through restaurant. So no, it's totally different. I do remember calling you once and I was like, Kyle, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm in the drive-through. I'm getting ready to go to the gym. I'm like, you're going to the gym in the drive-through. What are you oh, getting? Yeah. And you're like, I'm at KFC getting mashed potatoes yeah. before I go to the gym. I was like, this is this guy is ridiculous. Is unless he know unless it's a secret that you know that I don't know about, that is ridiculous. Do you know what my go to now? Like almost religiously before I go to the gym uh in the mornings. You, do you remember where I go now? Yeah. Where? It's the wings the wing store. No, no. Dude, Taco Bell. Jeez. Oh, a bean and cheese burrito, no onion, no red sauce. With cheese sauce. And a side of nacho cheese sauce. <laughs> and I freaking scarf one of those down. Uh Almost every day before I go work out. I don't know what it is. It's like, I, I got to get that little bean and cheese burrito before I work it's, out. It's your routine. It's disgusting. Actually. If you didn't know, I, Kyle and I talk continuously throughout the day, oftentimes. And since November 1st, that's Kyle's whole shift of Christmas spirit. Every oh, time I, I call you. him, he's got Christmas music playing in the background. He was at work. I heard a, the police radio in the background and Christmas music <laughs> playing. I was like, you're by yourself in your car. This is, dude, you're a happy guy. I, I love it. 
I love Christmas. Undoubtedly my favorite holiday. Um, in fact, next episode, we are going to be rocking ugly sweaters. Yeah. So be yeah. prepared. I've, I've already got one picked out. You, you actually might show up in a Grinch outfit, um, <laughs> but you do you. I love Christmas and I do play Christmas music during the holidays in my car. Yeah. Well, the Grinch is part of Christmas. Yeah. So there you go. You can be that. Hey guys, uh, real quick. Shieldbox uh, sending us over another box here. It's a medical box, has all sorts of cool medical equipment inside, pouch, shears, gauze, all sorts of cool stuff. We're actually going to be doing a giveaway with this bad boy here. <laughs> Drop a comment in this video. Doesn't matter what it is. Uh, leave a comment and we will draw a random person from the comment section to win this box. We will ship it to you. So Drop a comment below on this video. Let us know what you think and enter a chance to win this awesome medical box from Shieldbox. And if you guys want to go to shieldbox.com, all sorts of cool police, law enforcement, first responder equipment you can buy on there at a great price. All right. Should we uh, jump into this video? Yeah. So will. here, ironically enough, Mark and I will throw videos back and forth to each other like, hey, like maybe we should do this video or whatever. We try to pick trending viral videos that are online because uh, obviously people are interested in that. So he and I both sent each other this video, which means we're for once on the same page. Yeah. Well, you're behind me because I sent it to you first. That so is let's, true. Let's talk about this. Yeah. So this video comes happened December 2nd of this year, 2023. It comes out of the city of reform in the state of Alabama, which is in Pickin County. Just so we're completely on the same level. This is a video from a cell phone camera. And that is all that we have. The police department has not released a statement on this. We have not seen body camera or in-car camera video of this. It is only, and we are bringing this information only based off of what we're seeing in a, like a 45 second cell phone video and an interview done by the person that was arrested in this video. Yeah, so let's let's talk about what he was actually charged with uh, before we get into it. So this individual, Micah Washington, was um, stopped by this officer, female officer, by herself. They were uh, pulled over on the side of the road because they had a flat tire. And we, like you said, we don't know what happened, but some at some point during this contact, something happened, and she, Micah was ultimately tased by the officer. One of the subjects that was with him uh, fled on foot and the other subject picked up a cell phone and started filming, which is where we'll pick up on. But he was ultimately arrested for being a felon in possession of a firearm, resisting um, and obstructing arrest, marijuana possession, an ex-felon, uh, I already said that, an ex-felon in possession of a firearm, uh, drug trafficking, which ended up, uh, I believe they've located fentanyl yeah. somewhere either in his car or, or on his possession. Yep. Um, and so those were the charges that he was booked on. So that now in this, there was a clip in the news interview where the girlfriend, I believe says, Hey, they were just pulled over on the side of the road. They were changing their tire. And then all of a sudden he just got tased and all this. Like we know probably that not to be true, at least that something negative happened in this contact. And we don't know what it was. Um, let's watch the video and then talk about his statement after the fact and then kind of why from a, from a law enforcement standpoint, like what's going on now with the investigation and why we haven't seen the officer's body cam, if she even had one or in dash camera. Yep. Stand up. 
right there on the front of the car. Stay stink. I don't got, I ain't doing shit. I got gun right there. I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm saying, what you saying? Oh, yeah, fuck. I'm not. Oh, my God. Up. Okay, okay, okay. I'm down, down. Oh, my fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, so ironically enough, this town is called Reform. It's literally painted right there on the side of the patrol car. Like, and we're all this talk about police reform and, and all that stuff. I thought that was just kind of like ironic in this whole thing. But so she throws, so, okay, he's been tased. And in the video, you can see that it picks up with her grabbing him and she's bringing him back to the patrol car and kind of like throws him on to the hood of the car. And she is she's clearly amped up right now. So that's, that's why I think something happened to get her to the point of like, she's pissed off. She's amped up. She's obviously tased him already. Um, she puts him on the hood of the car and you know, obviously at this point he is in handcuffs and I would probably venture to say he's not much of a threat to her. If, if any, at this point, I mean, unless he started actively resisting her, uh, which he's not, he then tells her that he has a firearm on him. She then grabs it and put, places it on the hood of her car, that we, which is what we're looking at right now. Um, I mean, what do you... Yeah, it's interesting watching it because it is from a cell phone video. And when the camera turns on, you could see the car, a, a portion of the back of his car. The driver door is open. It ha has been raining and it's, everything's wet outside. He's laying in the roadway and he's already been handcuffed and you could kind of see what looks maybe like a tire on the left rear of the car. So we don't know exactly what happened and hopefully we get to see the body camera or, or the in-car camera view, but it's odd to me because if it's raining and you're changing a tire, you're not going to have your driver door open. So I wonder if something happened, he tried to get in the car or he was reaching for something or not cooperative or, or nonetheless, but she, she was supposedly based on his statement asking for his ID. So we don't know if he went in the car and it freaked her out. If she saw impression of a gun, we don't know that. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, you're right. He is on the ground and he was tased for some reason. And yeah, he, she, she does walk him back. You could see the wires hanging from his back. He's, he's a tall guy in comparison to her. He's clearly fit. She's probably fit. But what I noticed about it is he's cooperative. Like he's walking, doing exactly what she's telling him to do. And then she like pushes him in the front of the car and like leans him over the hood of the car. And like, that's something I haven't seen since like the seventies. Like I I've never done that to somebody that's already handcuffed and actually cooperative. That's that, that, that portion is just odd to me. Yeah. Maybe it's a tactic, you know, <clears throat> we travel a lot and different agencies use different style tactics and some are, are a little bit more, maybe more old school than others. But the, the part that like gets me is her attitude and, and her language towards him after the fact. I mean, she's like cussing at him. Um, she's like, you want it again? And, you know, and then she drive stunts him, which is what you guys see here. So she's putting the taser to his back. And real quick, the, the wires look like are still attached to him because you can see him in the video. When you, if those uh, probes are still in him and she drive stunts him like she's doing now and makes that second connection with that gun, she's basically giving him a full taser ride all over again which when you pull the trigger of a taser the police taser it's it's an automatic five seconds unless you turn it off so 
that's what she's doing here. And that's why he's screaming because that is excruciating. Uh, it hurts. Like I've been tased. I've been drive stun where, um, during my training, they actually came up and without the probes, put the taser against you and you know how it arcs and drive stun me. Um, that's, that's super <laughs> painful. Well, yeah, it looks like she's doing it right on his spine. Yeah. It's, right so, so, so it's back. on his back center of his back. Um, which is an appropriate place to taste somebody. So that, that's fine. But if the probes are still attached to him and she's giving him that second ride, I mean, he's getting that like full effect. It's not just local to the, to the taser. It's, it's, I mean, it's his whole central nervous system is getting tased all over again. So that, that hurts. Um, and that's why he's screaming. So for her to do that with him in handcuffs, I, I just wholeheartedly disagree with that. I think that is completely uncalled for. I think she's way out of line and, she's letting her emotions, we say it all the time, dictate your tactics, but she's letting her emotions really kind of dictate what's going on right now. And then what makes it worse is she is almost, I mean, she's taunting him and she's like, you want it again? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like the professionalism, everything completely out the window. And I just don't understand where cops think that it's okay to, to talk to people like that. Like I understand getting mad and I understand people resisting arrest or, you know, running from you, you know, I get all of that. But when you actually get the person detained in handcuffs and it's, it's done, like whatever happened is done. You, as the professional, like you have to bring it down and brush it off. Like it's generally speaking, it's nothing against you. It's just, these people are either a trying to get away or B they don't want to go to jail and they're going to do whatever they can to, to try to get away from you. So, um, I thought was what behavior was, is is kind of wild in this. Yeah, it's definitely not professional. It's not okay. It's out of line. It's kind of sickening to watch it. I I'm not okay with it at all. And she ends up pulling the gun out of his pocket and just casually just like tosses it on the hood of the car and like slides it away. One hand's on a taser. Really, at that point, no one's actually controlling him. And then she, her other hand's on his gun, like pushing it away. Like this is this is. It, I don't know if she's just lost her mind or what happened in this scenario, but. There, well, it's when I first odd. saw it, dude, honest, <clears throat> honest to God, when I first saw this video for the first time, I legit thought it was like a parody, like someone trying to make some funny YouTube video or something. And I had to watch it again. And I'm like, like, no, this is real. This is not fake. It, it, it almost seems so kind of outlandish with yeah. her behavior that it almost does seem like not real. Um, yeah, she's out. She's in, in my opinion, she's out of control. Um, you know, and gosh, I know a lot of cops out. We do these videos on. They watch our videos because they'll later reach out to us. Yeah. Um, and, and and this isn't like a slander on anybody. It's just you know, we're here for professionalism, and that's not a display of professionalism. No. So she got put on uh, admin leave, and the reason why, if if anybody's wondering why there hasn't been any video released or that, you know, nobody from the department is giving a statement is because this is an active internal investigation and they have to um, keep the integrity of that at the department. And so they're not going to come out and publicly, you know, say what happened until they're done doing their investigation, which I'm sure for this, it's going to be quick. Yeah. They're, well, they're going to get to the bottom of it. The chief of that police department, Richard Black, actually came out and said he's turning over everything to the Alabama State Bureau of Investigations. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, it just confirms. Yeah. So there's an unbiased opinion on what happened. Yeah. But what's interesting is we dug into this quite a bit, but it's very hard to find any real information on that department. It is a small department. It's made up of five police officers. Then you have a chief and then one civilian. 
So she likelihood of not having a lot of backup, probably not. And then uh, it is, do you want to point out that she was given a life-saving award at one point in her career? I, I couldn't find how long she's been a police officer, but they did mention that she had received a life-saving award at one point in time in her career. Yeah. Uh, and then a little bit further, we saw a couple days after this. So Micah, the person that was arrested or tased and arrested, he was booked in the county jail on those charges that you mentioned on a half a million dollar bail. He ended up bailing out. And then he went on the news. Uh, the ABC 3340 is a news media outlet, small news media outlet out of the state of Alabama. Reach out to him and he started, he gave his perspective. So I want to just briefly give you a rundown of, of what he said. He spoke well when he was during that interview. He said that it was his friend didn't give any information on it or his age. And he said his brother is the one that actually filmed this. He said he was 17. We're going to his aunt's house, had a flat tire, stopped to change the tire on, uh, on the side of the road. She pulled up, started asking him questions and trying to get his ID. He said he knows the law. He didn't, it wasn't a traffic stop. He wasn't required to give her ID, but he said he was cooperative and gave her ID. And then he said out of nowhere, he gets tased. And that's when his other friend, ran from the car, supposedly running to his aunt's house. And that's when his brother pulled out the phone and started filming. That was kind of interesting. During the interview, the person giving the interview asked him specifically, do you believe this is racially biased or racially motivated? And I actually watched his body language before he answered and his head was turning in a natural motion, like immediately in a left to right, like a no. And his response was no, I think this is abuse of authority. So he doesn't think it's racially uh, motivated and he believed that it was racial or um, abuse of authority. And then the follow-up question was that was, have you had any negative encounters with law enforcement? He basically said no until now. It's an interesting interview. Yeah. So the thing to take into account is he is an ex felon. So he's been in the prison system. Um, So we're not saying he's some golden child either, but um, I think what people need to understand is, you're hearing his version of the story, which we know is going to be not 100% accurate. We, we know that. Her side of the story is not going to be 100% accurate. There's always the third side of the story, which is the actual truth of what happened. And honestly, it's in something like this, you're, you're going to need footage of the entire thing, if, if it even is on footage. I don't know that this department even has body cameras. I can't tell based on this video if she's wearing one or not. So that's why I think it's important to understand that these super small agencies above everybody, people, I think sometimes discount that smaller agencies don't need as much training because maybe there's not as much action or things that go on there. I would argue they need more training than the average cop that works at a bigger, busier agency because they are not exposed to the real life busy busyness, I guess, of calls. And they need that extra training because when stuff like this happens, I mean, usually they tend to make the wrong decision and you know, cops that work at bigger, busier departments, you're getting that real life world uh, interaction, you know, probably daily. So you're kind of getting the real life uh, training on, on, on the job training, whereas these smaller agencies aren't. And so unfortunately I think that's when you have stuff like this happening. Well, it's, there's been kind of a chain of effect that's happening in the town of reform there's been petitions with hundreds of people that have signed it to have her fired. There's also been like rallies and minor protests in the city. Uh, oh, I bet. I have no calling doubt. for her to be, to be 
actually charged with a crime. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if she ends up getting prosecuted out of this whole thing. I yeah. mean, that, that wouldn't shock me. Yeah, it's hard to, to look at that and find reason yeah. for justification. No, it's not, I, I, I'm not seeing it. So regardless of his background, you know, here, and here's the other thing too, as a, as a cop, you know, you, you got to use your judgment a little bit when you're cruising down the road and you're by yourself and you come across three individuals and you suspect something's going on. Like, I know this is a super small agency, but sometimes being a cowboy is not always the right answer. And, you know, just because you're a cop and you've got your badge and gun, I mean, there are folks who are not going to listen to you and who don't care about that and are are going to hurt you yeah. uh, or, or try to hurt you. So I, you know, I don't know what to say other than I know this is a small agency. It looks like they're out in some rural type area. Yeah. You know, sometimes the juice isn't worth the squeeze and you know, you can always get, get at people another way through either an investigation on the back end or I don't know, but to do that kind of stuff on your own just makes me like really nervous. You know, I, and I used to work at a super small agency. That's where I started out in a rural town where like I didn't have a whole lot of backup either but there were times that I would come across stuff like that and I'd be like ah that looks really good but I think I'm I'm good yeah it's just to me it's just not worth it sometimes so I think overall it's not a good video no no it's not it's not it's not a good video you know especially in the light of we are in the law enforcement community trying to you know get better and make better decisions and uh this doesn't do that justice no at all what uh what do you got coming up here in the future, Kyle? Anything going on? Mm, well, so we do have a couple classes coming up in 2024. We're going to round off the new year in 23 in Newport Beach. And we've got that class coming up. Gosh, I think by the time this video is put out, I don't know if we're either going to, if we're going to have been there yet, but we're going to wrap it up in Newport Beach, California. And then if anybody's interested, we've got San Pablo, Texas. Gosh, we'll be in Indiana, Pennsylvania. New York. Yeah, we'll be in New York. Washington, D.C. Yep. So we're going to be all over the country this year, uh, coming up in 2024. If you guys want to go to any of the classes that we have coming up, it's Patrol Survival Tactics. And I'm not trying to be biased, but I really do think it's a great class in that we talk heavily on communication, you know, how to respond to a critical incident, how to make critical decisions while on a critical incident, um, you know, so that you're not behind the eight ball on this stuff and can make good sound decisions and just be confident on those types of calls. And then we'll be at TAC ops. Uh, so make sure you guys go to tacticalconference.com. There's those three conferences a year. Those are fantastic. And then of course, uh, if you do want to take our class, savage training group.com, make sure you guys get signed up. Other than that, I mean, I don't want to be the dead, dead horse on this video. Yeah. I, to be honest, I'm freezing. I've got. I'm freaking can, freezing too. Yeah, it is so cold like, in here. <laughs> yeah, I like my feet are all curled in. I have my sweatshirt hanging over my legs. It is. Yeah, it's pr- cold. We got to figure this out. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what's. Usually, going on. it's pretty warm in here where it's like comfortable. Yeah. Like this is very very uncomfortable. Yeah, so we're gonna get going and <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we'll go see um, huddle up together and get warm. <laughs> yeah. So we'll catch you guys on the next video. Thanks for tuning in. If you guys got something in mind, send it to us on Instagram. Shots fired podcast official. We'll get back to you. Thanks again, and uh, see you on the next one.